Hey, it's Bill Simmons. I have some good news for you. The hottest take. It's back. Oh, yeah. Monday through Thursday, four times a week, you hear from me, Chris Ryan, Sean Fantasy, Mallory Rubin, Wazdeen Lambrey, Van Lathan, Julie Lippman, many other ringer staffers. You get one take, you got to defend it to the death. Sports takes, pop culture takes, food takes, airplane takes. Oh, yeah. It's coming back. First episode drops August 29th. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with New York Fashion Week, the Gossip Girl pilot 15 years later, and wine. Wow. <laughs> this is a real Upper East Side like podcast today. Yeah, classy pod. Wow. Okay, so at the top, we're checking in with New York Fashion Week. Okay, so two things for me. And I should say at the top, I apologize if it sounds like I have a little, a little lisp. Um, I had gum surgery yesterday, so just ignore that. Um, couldn't miss Gossip Girl. So She's powering through it. <laughs> exactly. The content never stops. Okay, so at New York Fashion Week. So Kourtney Kardashian is Boohoo's <laughs> new sustainable uh, ambassador. Okay. What? Which is like an oxymoron because Boohoo is like <laughs> uploads hundreds of new items. This is like epitome fast fashion. They upload hundreds of new items to their website every mm. single day. There's a 2020 investigation into their factories. It's a horrible situation, kind of horrible company. But Kourtney Kardashian has come in supposedly to like help make them more sustainable. To, to help save them? They're, they, yeah. They called in Kourtney Kardashian? Kourtney is the savior that they needed. Oh, no. Okay. So they were at New York Fashion Week and there was a runway show. And I'm sorry, I just find this so funny. There were so many technical difficulties at 
this specific runway show. And I think it's the fact that it's Courtney, who's like never really been super high fashion and in that world. And it's Boohoo, which is definitely not like kind of high fashion or epitome New York fashion week. But anyway, mm-hmm. so the power went out. It started an hour late. Then the oh. music cut out. Then the lights went and it was like pitch no. black and everyone was sitting there. And then the music started again. The model walked out and then like a guy, a crew member had to like grab her and be like, no, 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 it's too early. It was like a hot mess oh, operationally. No. And I can't help but just think it's just kind of a cursed collaboration. And then once it did get off the ground, like, you know, 90 minutes later, these people, these, you know, models just walked out in like Blink-182 t-shirts. Oh, no. Did they really? Yeah. And of course, you know, there are other things. There's like pleather pants and things. But like the whole look, I was just like, this is so stupid. Not worth the 90 minute wait. I just, no. And I I still cannot get over the fact that they called her in to save, like to be the sustainable one. That's like calling in Donald Trump to be like, save our democracy. Like, what are you (laughs) thinking? What? I know. She already had to put like two or three notes, apps, kind of explanations of this partnership because she's like, I know. What? It may seem crazy, but we are aiming to help. So we'll see. There's no chance I follow up with Boohoo or this partnership (laughs) after this pod. But yeah, I thought that was funny. And then the other thing happening at New York Fashion Week that's swirling around is Gigi Hadid and Leonardo Mm. DiCaprio Mm. rumored to be hanging out, appearing at these members-only clubs, like, you know, being seen out and about. This is so dark to me. Yeah. Yeah. She's 27. That exact thing was trending on Twitter, by the way. She's A lot of jokes (laughs) about how, like, oh, you Um, know, we made jokes about his 25-year-old, so we had to go find a 27-year-old to date. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would be a huge L for her, right? I know. Yeah, she does yes, not need yeah. him. She does not. No, she's. Uh, this would really depress me a lot. Although I have to say, a, like a Zane Twitter, like some Zane subtweets or something about oh. Leo. Mm, sure. You know? I feel like he has the potential to like really be shady if she ends up. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I appreciate her range, though, going from Tyler Cameron a couple years ago. Obviously, that was pre-baby. <laughs> but like to Leonardo DiCaprio, it's just all <sighs> celebrity spectrums um, yeah. on that front. But wow. Yeah. I mean, the pictures I saw on page six are so blurry and so dark, but apparently it was them together. We'll see if they become more public, but who knows yet? Who no, knows? Thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you. All right, Kate. Huh. My primary interest in New York Fashion Week was there are a lot of K-pop stars uh, mm-hmm. this year at New York Fashion Week. Uh, I think long overdue, starting to kind of infiltrate the American fashion world. And in large part because of this American designer called Peter Doe. He has a collaboration with SM Entertainment, which is like a big K-pop company. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the reason that they had a K-pop star at the Met Gala this year, Johnny mm-hmm. from NCT. And then uh, he had a bunch of K-pop stars in his show this year. So that That's was exciting. Cool. It was opened wow. by Jeno from NCT Dream. And then he had a bunch of other people attending. Um, And then other K-pop stars from like other companies were sort of scattered around New York Fashion Week as well. And I'm just like, yeah, let's take these beautiful people. Let's bring them over here, put them in beautiful clothes, and let's look Mm -hmm. at them some more. You know, Mm -hmm. like, why haven't we done this sooner? So that was exciting for me personally. Mm -hmm. Also, like, I'm sorry, do you not want 7,000 million retweets on anything that you post about these people? Like, it's it's a done deal. Uh, Mm. However... On the other end of the spectrum, the other thing I was paying attention to this week at NYFW was 
Julia Fox is out in the streets wearing insane things, as always. Mm. This week, in the name of high fashion, uh, she walked in the Tommy Hilfiger show, which was like pretty actually like toned down for her. She was just in kind of like a bodysuit, tights. But it's the parties that she was attending where things got a little unhinged. Uh, She wore like a strip of duct tape across her nipples and like some pants. <laughs> like it. that was it. Which <laughs> okay, class- why not? And she has the insane eye makeup on all the time. You know, mm-hmm. she has like the like really kind of like winged eyeshadow, but it's like crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like her look, which again, I have to hand it to her, like new and exciting ways to look insane, you know? Yeah. Like, that's listen, a great point. She's that's an innovator. Point. And I, the w- craziest outfit she was the one she wore to, um, a Parsons MFA show. She mm-hmm. wore an outfit by one of the student designers, which, you know, supporting That's yeah, the students. Mm-hmm. It was insane. It's like a clear, uh, looks like plastic corset that looks like water. Barely mm. covers anything. Like, I would say an intentional nip slip. <laughs> Double nip slip, if you will. Okay. And then it attaches to like a mermaid tail that goes down one leg. And then she was like carrying a purse that's attached to the mermaid tail that's also like a a dress purse mm. attachment. Uh, again, I've never seen anyone wear anything like this. So mm-hmm. got to hand it to her on that front. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's, you know, she's just out here wearing crazy stuff as always. She also matched. She brought her baby to one of the uh, the shows, her son, Valentino. It's a cute baby. And they matched. Mm-hmm. They had like these sort of glossy black outfits on. It is a very cute yeah. baby. Yeah, that's um, nice. So, you know, she's doing what she does and good for her, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sure. No crazy pants, you know, no, like the crotchless <sighs> yeah. pants. We have at least we've not gone back in that direction yet, oh, but I'll let you saving know that for next time. Right. Yeah. I'll let you know if and when we do. Great. Got it. Amelia. Sue Anne Hathaway copied her devil wears Prada outfit when she sat next to Anna Wintour and everyone was like, oh, my God, it's crazy because she's you know, she has those cute bangs and she's got mm-hmm. her hair up um, uh, like a half ponytail. Mm-hmm. And then she's wearing like a, the brown jacket and the yep. uh, black turtleneck. And it's just like, oh, my God. I wonder if uh, Anna Wintour even knew that Anne Hathaway was doing this. Is she is she in the know? Does she know what was going on? Probably not. Unless, yeah. I, you know, if I was Anne Hathaway, I would like have to explain it to her. <laughs> okay. like, it's the kind of outfit where like. If someone shows up to that New York Fashion Week, you're like, oh, like, did right. she know when she was coming mm-hmm. here? You know, it's right. not like a yeah. fancy dress. It's not like. So if I was sitting next to Anna Wintour and I was wearing a turtleneck and a coat, it was brown. <laughs> I feel like I'd sit and be like, so we're doing this thing. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but then what would I have this movie. Yeah. Because yeah. I wouldn't want her to think that I was unfashionable. Not that it's unfashionable, but like, I feel like it's not Anna Wintour's style. Yeah, sure. You but know then I guess you, you look more awkward than. Just like ate this up when they found out that Anne Hathaway was sitting next to Anna Wintour. They're like, wait, we have an idea. Because she has been going viral recently. This is kind of her thing, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. She's been in the news. It was smart. Yeah. Yeah. Got to play into the nostalgia. Yeah. Anything else, Eddie Amelia? So true. Oh, sorry. Yes. And then just, you know, shout out to Lori Harvey, who was, she was looking great. She had a lot of great looks. She always looks good, but Mm -hmm. she did. Um, Did you see her big fluffy hat? I and did her see her. Cropped. Yeah. Oh my and God. I loved she looks it. so good. She yeah. looks so great. She had like a big jacket too one time mm-hmm. and a really mm-hmm. cute, like colorful dress. It was, she looked awesome. So yeah. Love good it. Good job, Lori. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next category. <laughs> Not worth the tea this week in social media and relationship news. <laughs> okay. 
Maybe Tea Time is the only one kind of keeping their eyes on this, but if anyone else is keeping track, <laughs> Katy sure. Perry and Orlando Bloom still aren't married, still planning their wedding. I can't remember if this was our wow. 2020 predictions or 2021. <laughs> How many years ago this was? That it was we pre-COVID. They had pre-COVID plans mm. to marry. So it was 2020. Oh Honestly, God. I'm so glad for this update because I am invested. Yeah, mm-hmm. so she mm-hmm. just went on the Drew Barrymore show this week and she said, there's still a plan, but the location is changing. And then she goes, I love a big celebration. I'm all about a big, fun, exotic, great celebration. So hopefully soon. So I think it was the two of you that were kind of like, it's going to be somewhere very far away. Don't know if she's going to appropriate a couple cultures. Right. So I don't know what she's going to do with like cultural appropriation. Using the word exotic makes me think yeah. that absolutely, I, yes. I was thinking the same exact thing. I was like, oh, oh no, oh no. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was originally going to be in Japan, and then they were like going to do it on a boat, weren't they? Yes. Oh, right. Or yeah. something. It was she like going to be on the Nile or something. Did well, I make that up? That was her milestone birthday that she invited oh, right, like right, a hundred right. of her closest friends. Right. Right. On. right. Yeah. Mm. But I cannot wait when this finally happens. I can't believe she said that the location is changing, and we're like more Uh-oh. than halfway through 2022. <laughs> like when, when, and where, and how. But um, mm-hmm. I can't wait when this eventually wow. happens. Yeah, I'm so invested in this. I just Agreed. have to see it. I have to know everything about it. Agreed. Okay, wow. next one. <laughs> um, you know what I'm sad about, even though I don't really follow either of them and I don't watch Selling the O.C., I, I did see, however, it was all over because people have been watching Selling the O.C. and they've been saying... Britney Snow's husband is being very flirty with some mm-hmm. girl on this show. And then we get Britney Snow coming out with on uh, Instagram being like, we're separating. Thoughts? Questions? Yeah. Everyone online has been saying like, yeah, no kidding. This guy was kind of sleazy on the show. I It's wow. so on my bucket list to watch. I have not watched it, so I can't speak from experience. But literally everyone I see online is just like, yeah, we saw this coming. The guy that- was kind of a... How horrible would it be to watch this as Britney Snow and be like, oh, okay, so you're actively flirting with all these women and now they're saying like you led them on and it's just like, oh, I just feel oh, gross, gross. I I like Britney Snow. She was like, me too. You know, like the pacifier, pitch perfect. Mm hmm. For like, was, you know, millennials. Exactly. And she was also, if if you're an older millennial, you know that she was on this show called American Dreams on NBC in the 2000s. And it was a great show. I'm just saying. It <laughs> Listen, was a great she show. She has a strong resume. She okay. does. She does. She We're does. rooting for Britney Snow. Mm-hmm. Um, next one. People we're not really rooting for, but I guess, you know, you don't want to make light of people getting sick, which I'm about to do. Um, <laughs> so disclaimer. Getting COVID is never funny. You know, we don't want people to get sick and have long term effects. However, the fact that Leah Michelle got COVID on her first week of funny girl promotions is just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I it's the glee curse. I think we have to consider I've told Amelia this. I think we have to consider the theory that like it's not the glee curse. It's the Leah Michelle curse. And she like carries Mm -hmm. it with her from Mm. project to project because the timing is unbelievable. She's out for 10 days. She just, she just started this show and immediately went out. And it's just comical at this point. I do have to also plug uh, Jodie Walker's feature on her Funny Girl debut went up on the site this week. And yes. unbelievable on the ground reporting from Jodie. God Some bless great her. great details. 
Jonathan Groff was sobbing. She sat next to Harvey wow. Firestein. He had some <laughs> well, great cool. comments. Uh, she was at the stage door. She was talking to people. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, other actors. She would like ask someone about whether, you know, the line that we talked about, uh, I, you know, I haven't read any books or whatever. Mm-hmm. She asked another actor who was there, like, would you have kind of played that up like in her shoes? And the actor was like, yes, like, absolutely. Like, oh. you would, you know, you kind of have to like be huh. in on the joke, huh. yeah. uh, which she was not. So a lot of great stuff that I had not seen anywhere else about this debut. So definitely read Jody's piece. Um, in yes. the, you know, however many days we have left before Leah gets back on stage, because <laughs> it's going to be a while uh, before we get any oh. new content. Yikes. Uh, but you know, hopefully we can stop talking about funny girl for a while. Not that like, I'm not tired of it, but like, you know, there can only be so many developments in this. Mm -hmm. Right. So like for Mm -hmm. a while, I think this, this probably will be it, but we'll see next big news guys. I think we're really on a roll of like manifesting things and Mm. seeing things coming. Like, I feel like there've been multiple podcasts where we've been like, this could happen. We'll keep an eye on it. And then Mm -hmm. it immediately happened. Right. Mm -hmm. The don't worry, darling stuff. We were like, keep an eye on flows. Instagram blew up, (laughs) you know, and the next the next great example of this is we had our eye on Zac Efron and Mm. Vanessa Hudgens. And we were like, what is happening? They're doing something for High School Musical. What's going on? What's coming? Turns out High School Musical, the musical, the series uh, season four is approaching. And the plot of season four is going to be that the members I, I don't quite understand how this show works still. <laughs> I'm happy but, you're the one to explain this because I've heard it three times and I maybe this time it'll click. cast oh. of High School Musical, the actual movies, is returning to the school to film a reunion inside of the show that is High School Musical, the musical series. So the kids okay. that are on the show are like, oh my God, they're coming here. So it's going to be like meta. So the kids in High School so, Musical, the musical series are real life kids. Yes. And then the so they're going to be like, oh, are- Zac Efron is here. Vanessa Hudgens oh. is here. They're filming this reunion at our school Got as it. we are oh, also cool. putting on High School Musical high 3 school or whatever musical. the hell they're doing. Right. So, okay. As far as I know, that's what this was about. It seems oh, so like that's it was. Why they were, okay, go all coming uh, back at it. Yeah. It seems wow. like it. Um, there aren't that many, like some cast members have already, um, had like cameos on the show. Like Corbin blue is, was mm. on an episode, stuff like that. But the main ones, no offense to Corbin blue. He is technically a main cast member. Of yeah. 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 The yeah. Other, Excuse you. Yeah, to Corbin. The other <laughs> members, main cast members in theory, will be back for this. It seems like Ashley wow. Tisdale definitely going to be there. Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely. it would be pretty big gets if they got Zach and Vanessa, but like what mm-hmm. else? There I can't be two things in the works, right? I mean, there could be. I but I don't I don't think so. I think it seems I think like Zach is coming back. Yeah, yeah. That seems all roads seem to be pointing to this. So, wow. uh, you know, pat yourselves on the back for, I, for being on top of that. And is Olivia Rodrigo still on High School Musical and Musical series? <laughs> no, I kind of thought she left, but I could be wrong. I think she's I, still there. Wow, Isn't she just I, oh my god! I just feel like this is such like a yeah. She's still on it right now. So, wow. Oh, we she's get- not returning for season four. Oh, no. She so right now is her last season. Damn. Maybe she'll make a cameo, too. Well, you know? I would hope so. I would maybe they'll bring so. her back just for that one. Oh, they we'll have see. to. Or maybe this is why they had to get... They're spending their oh, Olivia budget <laughs> on Zach and Vanessa. Yeah. You know, they're like, we've got money to burn now. Okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> so choice. Wow. I guess we'll see. Okay. okay. Exciting right. stuff I may have to watch. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I, I haven't circling that show for a while. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting close. Yeah. So um, close. 
Okay, Amelia, go ahead. I know. I feel bad because I feel like I uh, made Liz not talk about Jonathan Van Ness and a- Anthony Karaski's uh, dog food thing that they're doing together. I feel like I bumped that. No, it was me who took it off. They were, they're not reacting well to the reaction of their Yummers brand. So I just thought <laughs> perhaps let everyone have their own thoughts on it. Okay. People can Google that. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, well, this is inane baby news because... I- I, I don't even know how to say this other than I woke up. I saw a tweet from Pop Crave, one of my favorite uh, Twitter presences, saying that Nick Cannon welcomes his ninth child and first with model Lanisha Cole, a baby girl named Onyx Ice Cole Cannon. And I was like, wow, OK, another bit. Ba- right. Well, he had two coming. Mm-hmm. And then I was like. Lanisha Cole. Wait a second. I've never heard this woman's name in my entire life. And I know as a fact that he is <laughs> expecting a child with Brittany Bell and another one with Abby De La Rosa, which means this is a whole new woman we are just being introduced to. New woman, and, new baby. And new woman, new baby. And I'm just like, this man, I don't. What's going on? What's going on? I'm trying not Truly. to pop a stitch, but the funniest part was like <laughs> Amelia, like being so like, I must be wrong. Like I, this must right. have been like, this can't possibly be someone new. Trying to like talk herself out of it. Yeah. Like a logic on, circle. Like, public like, Slack channels right. at work just being like, no, this cannot be. And it right. was. And right. then like no one would respond and she'd pop up in a new one. Like, can someone, <laughs> wait, can anyone hear <laughs> explain this Can anyone me? hear me? I want to talk. <laughs> someone so explain. True. This can't no be a new person. And it is. I was like, I feel like I'm going crazy. And no one else thought it was like crazy as I did. I don't, maybe people just expect it. I mean, I don't blame them because, yeah. I mean, he's popping out new ones. Yeah, every, they weren't paying as much attention as no you No one were. cares as much as you, like, you know what I mean? The like, we're so invested is, like, you in this. Thought, we thought we had it, right? Right. Like, we just the other day were like, just this is one's coming. Day. This one's right. in the works. Like, right. And, and then we like thought we were on top of it. And then this new one. And so no one else was as horrified because no one else really had yeah. the the depth of wisdom about <laughs> Nick Cannon's babies as you exactly. do. Exactly. It is so the the lineage going on here is so convoluted because it's like, okay, he's expecting two others. This is the new one that he just announced. So it's not those two others that he announced were coming, but it's a new one. So there's twelve. There's going to be potentially twelve, but maybe more. We don't know. <laughs> I mean it's, at this point, there's truly no predicting or keeping it's track. Not. No. It's like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool yeah. me 10 and a times. Half times. <laughs> shame on us for exactly. trying to say. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. So that's, I'm just, I can't even, my brain is broken. Um, It was already broken, but now it's just yeah, irrevocably yeah. broken. Um, Okay. Also, known troll and YouTuber <laughs> Trisha Paytas gave birth to her first child with husband Moses. And you know what? I'm going to spare you all the details of their relationship. I that's, you. you know, you're welcome. <laughs> I should start like an OnlyFans just for like the random <laughs> shit I have <laughs> stored in my brain. Um, Liz is like cradling her cheeks. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Liz. Um, <laughs> but okay. I'm my first thought was like, oh, because it was the, the whole, I know it's offensive, so I apologize. No, it's fine. It's been a week. We can talk about it. Okay, cool. People thought, oh, yeah. yeah just, do you want to say no, it? No, go you please. You, want, you say it. You say People it. People thought that uh, Queen Elizabeth was going to be reincarnated as Trisha Paytas' baby. And the we memes? were going to talk about it last week, and then we cut it out because we decided it was offensive because she actually died like <laughs> as we were recording. So it's been a week. It's been enough time. Uh, and so it's an ongoing thing, basically. <laughs> However... She did not name her baby Elizabeth 
three. I just it would have been so yeah missed opportunity because mm-hmm. I the the memes are great where they're like you know Queen Elizabeth's soul flying into Trisha Paytas's <laughs> newborn child and there's a video of someone being like ah <laughs> The really memes funny. were unbelievable. They were incredible, incredible memes. But anyway, she renamed Queen Elizabeth uh, Malibu Barbie. Mm. That's the kid's name, which I just... Uh, it's like I knew it was going to be bad, but this is this is really bad. You know, it's just like, I don't... What are you doing? It's... Honestly, it almost circles back into like so bad it's good for me. Like, okay, mm. sure. That's actually, I, I respect I, that. It's so wild. Also, I do have questions. Do you call the baby Barbie or do you call the baby Malibu? Like, is it a little bit, hey, Mal, come here. Or is See, it, I, hey, I Barbie, think, come here. I don't, that's a great question. Or MB, maybe. Yeah, hmm. like what's I the nickname? Exactly. On their own, like Malibu or Barbie, I think would have been fine at this point. Yeah. But yeah. both of them, it's just like, yeah. Mattel should sue. That's all I'm saying. The branding is going to be tough. Yeah. Are you guys not surprised that no one's done this yet? Like Name their child Malibu Barbie? Yeah. I guess like there are enough unhinged celebrities that I'm surprised that Trisha Paytas is the first one point. to get to this. But to go to Barbie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's as honestly as in crazy celebrity baby names go. I actually I this one is so chaotic that I actually do like it. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I listen, I, I'm fine with anything at this point. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> my May as well happen. Best yeah. wishes to Queen Elizabeth's soul. Like, you know, I guess. Yes. I don't know. Yes. Agreed. Also, last thing, this is not insane, but because we're talking about baby news, it just came out yesterday. Um, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds are having a fourth child. And right. Kate, you'd probably explain this better, but everyone's joking around because their kid did the little cameo voiceover on Gorgeous. Oh, right. And they're right. like, haha, just in time for some. Yeah. Thing. And her Taylor Swift has a song that like is about two of their kids' names. Like she oh. uses them as characters. Oh. In one of her songs. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So oh, wow. maybe there will be a new one with this new kid's name in a year. I don't know. Oh, exciting. Um, I guess okay. we'll see. Yeah. But it's a good segue <laughs> since we're about to talk about Blake Lively. Oh, right. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian, tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. 
This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Okay, you guys, I'm so excited. We're doing Cringe Mode, the Gossip Girl pilot. Next week is the 15-year anniversary of this area, right, Kate? It's this weekend. I think it's like the 19th. <gasps> wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. So we fell into this. Liz was like, let's watch Gossip Girl, fall vibes. And then we Googled it, and it was 15 years. Sorry, I'm giving away the fact that we aren't great at planning. <laughs> <laughs> it was fate, is what I'm trying it to say. It was fate. Do you want to do the plot of this pilot? Yeah, there's not much to report. Uh, mm. This is the first episode of iconic show Gossip Girl from uh, 2007. And it follows mm. a bunch of rich, privileged high school teens on the Upper East Side, led by Blair Waldorf, Leighton Meester, and Serena Vanderwoodson. Great names, by the way. Yes. This is based on a book series, uh, which is Blake Lively. They've got their three dudes that kind of like revolve around them. Dan Humphrey, Chuck mm-hmm. Bass, and Nate Archibald. Incredible mm-hmm. that I just pulled that off. I guess it's because that I was good. It. Yeah. <laughs> Archibald was close. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, their parents are in it, their siblings are in it, but it's kind of like Serena comes back. She's been gone for a while, and people are like, ooh, she's back. There's this gossip girl person who like tweets out gossip, or not tweets, today it would be tweeting, uh, texts out, you know, tidbits about these popular teens and their. Uh, goings on in high school mm-hmm. and in New York. And uh, basically the whole show is like trying to figure out who Gossip Girl is and like the right. ramifications of her right. spilling their secrets. Or right. him. Yeah. Or him. Yeah. As it turns right. out. Dun, sorry. Dun, spoiler dun. alert. Yeah. Jeez, Kate. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Shall I do the highlights? Let's do it. Okay. So we picked it because it's mid-September. It's yeah. always a time of year when it's so hot in LA and like getting to be beautifully fall other places. So I start really wishing I yep. live somewhere else. Yep. And this pilot is just pristine New York fall vibes. It's around the like first day of school, which doesn't make sense because like Dan Humphreys is in like a massive kind right. of like- It would still be hot. jacket. <laughs> it would be hot, but regardless, they're already in their like tights and multiple cardigans and little scarf wraparounds. The trees are bare for some odd reason, but it's just, just so, so good. Um, really good. And it made me wish I like had a uniform, just iconic, just from like the first moments, the open and song, like mm-hmm. everything about it just really takes me back. Yes. Totally. Exactly. Totally. Um, oh, that was your second Sorry, thing. that was my cue. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. That was, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm We were it. just um, lost in the vibes. <laughs> we you know, were like, oh, wow. Just high school. School. Like, yeah, yeah, it is lovely. Take it oh, in. It's God. good. Um, yeah, no, I agree. And we are hit from the very beginning. We get the young folks that, remember oh, that so song? Good. From Peter, Bjorn, and John. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I literally was whisked back to that era it actually it's reminds- a little whistle that I'm like yes it's like yeah exactly <laughs> you're like oh 
Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it reminds me of this Instagram account I recently followed called Indie Sleaze. I'm sure you guys have heard of it, but it's it just it, it's really like everything documented from the, the late 2000s. And it's just like, you know, there's pictures of like MIA. There's pictures of wow. um what's that Lee Lezark from Miss Shapes or whatever. And mm. it's like the girls with the tight dress, the tights and the dresses, the sides, what bangs, yep. the fingerless glove is just like, yeah, oh my God. Oh, it's so you know? good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nostalgia is just overtaking us already. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of the plot, this isn't really a highlight, but like it, it's a highlight in that it sets the tone for the, just the whole show. It takes four minutes in this pilot for Blair and Nate to start hooking up in the middle of mm. like her parents party in her mm-hmm. room with a house, a mansion full of people. Basically mm. she's mm-hmm. like, this is the time actually I must have you now. <laughs> and he's just like a dumb guy. So he's like, okay. I'm like, you're literally, you are, it was between the appetizers and dinner right now. Mm-hmm. Like there's no better time. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, there's not. Sorry. There isn't. And it just like, I, I did not watch this like as it aired. I was too young. Really? I, not really, but my parents thought I was too young. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just like can imagine like teens being like, oh, let me try this new show. Like, ooh, I've seen the posters for it, which we're going to talk about later. And like, is it going to be as scandalous as they say? And then ooh. literally four minutes in, like these teens are like hooking up in the middle of this party. <laughs> oh, it's like, and it was. This show this is, is what we came here forget. for. Yeah. I know. I forgot too. I was like, oh, wow. They wasted no time. Yeah, uh, truly. Which brings me to my next highlight, which is that this show watched that Euphoria could run. Yeah, <laughs> listen, I and it's also more fun to watch than Euphoria, which is fine. They're yes. different attempts, whatever. People probably mm-hmm. are like, "Ooh, Euphoria is like prestige," and Gossip Girl wasn't. But you know what? Yeah, whatever. Gossip Girl, yeah, Euphoria wouldn't exist without Gossip Girl. It's it, prestige to us, okay? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It gave us the you know sort of like scandalous side of. High, like rich high school kids and mm-hmm. uh, you know all these like you know you get you Chuck Bass I was like this is just the guy from Euphoria being an asshole like to a yeah. lesser degree but like the introduction is basically the same like Maddie running the school in Euphoria I'm like she's just Blair you know with I don't know lower pants on and <laughs> glitter on her eyes like I oh just, my God, we sound so old <laughs> I just this this is where that culture began you know and yeah. it's just yeah. so fun to watch my other highlight, and Amelia mentioned the music, but those classic like CW needle drops, mm. <laughs> like they hit us with, and I was watching it with subtitles. So, like every time something came up, it was like now playing Hanson. And I was like, yes. That's so funny. <laughs> okay. I we thought sure you were going gonna- to say the needle drops of before, because I forget that like we were watching this with commercial breaks on TV. Oh. But every time she talked, there was this big like mic drop moment. Oh yeah, that you know, too. And it happened like four or five times in the show. But then mm-hmm. I forget that like, you'd be like, <gasps> And then you'd have right. to watch oh, right. five minutes of ads. And that probably exactly. really hit at the time. Maybe Miss right. Marshall's actually. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I didn't. But the the CW specifically, this was on the CW, right? Am I stupid? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Those, it's like the shows that you watch on CW, like, I don't know, fucking Vampire Diaries or like whatever else. This show, I don't know. They always had like these really heavy musical moments where like mm-hmm. they were trying to get you to like discover a song in the show and then like later on too like after I guess like early you know 2010s they would like link 
you could like link to the playlist or like yes. they would play it like in the credits or whatever. And they just would like hit you over the head with this music. And I remember like there are songs that I discovered from CW shows all the time and like oh, artists yeah, it and worked stuff. Every time. It worked. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like always, you can always tell when you're watching like a CW show because of how it's so like, true. Really over yeah. the top music. Touch, right. Which I, honestly, I like it's part of its charm. It's it okay. is part of its charm. And also we'll talk about this later, but this is a Josh Schwartz show. And mm. he did he created the OC and they did a lot of music kind of stuff, too. Mm. Or like, it's so cool. I'm watching the show and they've got cool artists. <laughs> anyway, um, I also thought just all in all, despite some questionable lines and casting going on here, I thought this was a pretty solid pilot. Um, yeah. You know, because hundred percent agree, right? I waited until the very last second of yesterday to watch this show on work time, and I was thinking, "Oh God, I really do not want to slog through this," but uh, uh, I will. And you know what? I was pleasantly surprised. It moved fast. We met yeah. all the characters. Yes, it set up some good drama, and it was just like it put you in that era, just like yes. to a T. And so yeah, they ways. toss you right in. Like, they toss you right I in. I mean, there's some, you know, exposition or whatever, but like not much. Like they really kind of just like, here you go. She's a bitch. <laughs> she has great hair. Like, good luck. He's an yeah. asshole. Like, mm-hmm. this also, is what you're working with. They set up a lot of good mystery, so much so mm. that I was like racking yeah. my brain. I was like, what does happen? Where was she that mm. summer? <laughs> like, I couldn't. <laughs> and it made me actually want to perhaps rewatch the show altogether. It's yeah, definitely. totally. That's great. such a good point. Yeah. Okay, let's do some lowlights. Um, starting with Penn Badgley's sideburns, um, aka Dan Humphreys. He's supposed to be like, he's supposed to like live in Brooklyn and everyone jokes now that like he also lived like the house, you know, that he was like the poor kid from the wrong side of the tracks. He was in some like $4 million Brooklyn. Right. Brownstone. But um, (laughs) he in particular has like a buzz cut and these very thick Mm. sideburns. Do you guys agree this should be in the low light section? Yeah. I had it in age age the best because he's buzz cut now has transformed Mm. into these beautiful curls that actually is rocking. Uh, in day-to-day life and in his future projects. And yeah, I don't know why they were like, let's get rid of those for this this show. We don't need him I to know. be hot. And mm-hmm. even like, I remember watching it and being like, he's the not hot one. You yes. know, like he was the one that you like weren't into. Even in later seasons, he was like wow. the goofy one. Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't know. And yeah. now it's like, what were How we thinking? How stupid are we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's the hottest yeah. one now. Exactly. Well, yeah. So going to <sighs> my next low light, which is Chuck, is so nasty. And at first I put icky and then I kept watching and he actually turns into like a despicable human being. So he's not just kind of like sleazy. He's like a huge asshole and predator. Um, And I forget at what point in this show and his character arc that he turns into this like hot, desirable, meant to be with Blair Waldorf treats or like prince and princess vibe. But it's not anywhere close to this episode because he starts truly discussing and I cannot believe that these writers allowed us to believe and now with these TikTok edits it's like Chuck Bass is kind of like the guy I'm like no he was gross no they came in like I if he was just gonna be a villain like that's fine I guess you know it's heavy-handed but like do what you have to do to illustrate that but like if you know that he's gonna come around and like have a redemption arc. Like you can't start with it. You can't start with like attempted sexual assault. Like right. it's right. way too Twice. bad. Like Twice no, in the pilot. Yeah. Right. There's no, there's no coming back from that. And I guess there there's was. Not. And like somehow we as a society forgot that this happened. Uh, I forgot that this happened. But yeah. Same. Yeah. I, it's, 
it's really tough to rewatch and remember that he like became like, yeah, like the main love interest for the show. Yeah. Just yeah. Wi- wild. And also his character, because I was a huge fan of the books, just like wildly different paths. I mean, he was gross oh. in the books too, but he, there's like one point I think he gets shipped off to the military. And there's <laughs> another point where he like turns out that he, he he's come out to everyone. He's like, I'm gay now. And then another part where he like owns a monkey and it, that's a whole thing. And I was like, what? Oh, just very wow. interesting character. Fascinating. Yeah. It is fascinating. And also concerning Chuck Bass, but just in general, this is a low light. Some of these lines are just watching bag. Oh my God. They are just so painful. It's like the writers think that they're trying to say something about like rich uh-huh. teenage nihilism, but it's like, okay, calm down, Brett Easton Ellis. Like, you know what I mean? And <laughs> it's like, here's my favorite Chuck line from the episode that made me just like want to fall off a bridge or something. Um, He's like, what we're entitled to is a trust fund, maybe a house in the Hamptons, a prescription drug problem, but happiness does not seem to be on the menu. So smoke up and seal the deal with Blair because you're uh, also entitled to tap that ass. It's just like, okay. Oh, God. Shut up. Just shut up. No, no. (laughs) And also like, it's just really like they try to make him so edgy like when he's like smoking pot in the park and he's like, ooh, that's good stuff. I'm like, who are you? What is happening? Exactly. Oops, fix your collar, you idiot. It's like, we got the double popped collar. I'm like, oh yes. my God. Yes. Oh. He also has this like snarly smile that drives me insane. Oh. Gross. Anyway. Yeah. And the greasy it's, bangs. And it's just like, yeah. oh, oh yeah. God. It's an L, an L for Chuck just across the board <laughs> yes. in this pilot. Yes. Um, I, not to be, continue to be a hater, but... <laughs> I like actually don't mind Blake Lively that much. And we shit on her a lot on this podcast. And so it sounds like I hate her, but I really don't. She is just not a good actress. She was not a good actress then. She's not a good actress now. She is so wooden in this show. And especially wooden compared to Leighton Meester, who I think is great. Yes, I do. Who I'll talk about more in a minute. But like, she's so fun and like having fun with it. And then there's fucking Serena, who's like, actually, I'm just going to let my hair and my new nose job, like do all of the work (laughs) and just say my lines really slowly and woodenly. Uh, So that was just tough. That was tough to watch. Whoa. I also, I don't mind this, but I did just want to highlight it. Like they really don't look like high school students. Like these, Mm. I kept having to remind myself that they were in high school. Cause like, you know, I mean, even the cast of Euphoria, like doesn't look like high school students and that's fine. Cause you don't want to see actual teenagers doing the things that they do on this show or, you know, gossip girl or anything. Yeah. They look really old. Uh, you're like right. really old. So I think you're Jenny, right. the younger siblings are really yeah. the only ones that look yeah. the correct age yeah. uh, for the show. I'm like, you are not in high school. You're not going to, you know, home ec or whatever. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to home ec. I like that. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're hundred percent correct. Um, <sighs> I would say my last low light I, this is embarrassing, but it's fine. Um, I was a huge fan of the books. Like, I love that you were. I read <laughs> so the occasional one. Oh my not, God. Not, not, not like all of them. I would like stock them at Barnes and Noble just to see oh, when the next one was coming out. And then also it was so clear when the original writer of the books, Cecily Von Ziegler, I think is her name. Oh, another um, great name. Uh, or it's Cecily von Zigasar. I'm sorry if I'm, I'm definitely wow. pronouncing that wrong. So I apologize. But um, I knew exactly when she stopped writing it and had them ghostwritten because it was just like the quality had just wow. taken mm. a huge nosedive. So that Damn. was disappointing. But anyway, mm. I was so pissed when this show came out because they did not get Jenny correct 
at all. At really? all. No, because she is supposed to be like, because I think Taylor Momsen is beautiful and really cute. And mm-hmm. Jenny was supposed to be like an outsider. She was supposed to be like really mm. curvy and have brown hair and I think a bunch of freckles. And it was just supposed to be like, you could never get a guy like Nate, but somehow you did. And and it's just like, that's, that's a lie. And I don't, I, nope, I have something mm-hmm. to say about that. And then also Serena's younger brother was actually supposed to be Serena's older brother and he was supposed to be really hot. And so I was really pissed off when they cast the sickly looking boy. Oh, that would have pissed boy. me off too. I don't like this little fucker. I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I forgot about him. And then when I saw his face in the pilot, I was like, oh, you. Him. Yeah. He's yeah. Exactly. issues down the line. I can't remember what exactly, oh. but I saw him. I was like, oh, I think you are bad Yeah, news. I would have loved like a hot, older, he was like lively a- brother. Yes. That yes. And great. that's what it was supposed to be. And it just pissed me. Damn. Off. It made me yeah. so angry. And that's I, so valid. It, thank you. And, you know, I'm just saying I... I have a lot of casting. I should have been a casting director. You in another should life. have. You should you know? have. So. Missed opportunity. <sighs> anyway. Um, okay. So what is age the best and the worst? So actually watching this pilot made me watch the Gossip Girl reboot pilot that just came mm, out like a year yeah. ago. I watched the new one on HBO because I originally put what is age the best is these like text blasts that they get <gasps> on their sidekicks and yeah. on their like chocolates and they like all flip up their phones and they're like, oh my God, a Gossip Girl post. It's centered around a blog, but like they get sent to everybody's phone. Right. And so then I was like, okay, so today's equivalent would be a tweet. Turns out I'm so old that it wasn't even a tweet in this reboot. It's like an Instagram post that people get tagged in oh. and Gossip Girl is the Instagram handle. Gotcha. That, oh, so it's like Dumois a little bit? Yes. And oh, it's actually from the get-go. Well, first they spoil in the pilot who Gossip Girl was in the old one. Oh. So don't watch that without. Oh. But then they you immediately know who Gossip Girl is in the pilot of this reboot. That's an interesting concept. We can talk about it more hmm. off mic. But anyway, hmm. I stand corrected. It would be an Instagram account. Um, but I do like all their little phones that they flip up and get these yeah. notifications on. Yeah, that's cute. Did you like the—I haven't seen the new sh- show yet. I don't know, Kate, have you seen the new show no. either? So did you like it at all or did you like it more than this one or less? Well, I don't know if it was like preying on like my youth that I watched mm. the this like OG mm. one before, but I did like this original one. We could talk more. It's like a, it's an interesting concept, but um, okay. it's very it like 2022. Like it really fizzled mm. out. The new one it really did fizzle out. out. Yeah, you're There was right. like a lot of buzz for people were like, ooh, Gossip Girl, like mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I was excited about it. And then as soon as it started airing, I was like, I'm not going to watch this. And it seems <laughs> yeah. like everyone else had the same reaction. So. I think you're yeah. uh, like, correct. Yeah. Um, yes. Also on that note, best uh, age, the best speaking of text and the chocolate phone you were talking about. Mm-hmm. These freaking phones are coming back. There are like now you can have that galaxy phone or whatever the hell it is mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. like closes. And they were making fun of Apple for being like, your phone doesn't close. Um, <laughs> you know, Chris Pine had his little flip phone. Uh, Adele had one a few years ago. It's just, they're coming back. So I'm actually into that. I love a good flip phone. (laughs) Okay. Second thing that is age the best was when this came out, (laughs) it was reviewed by, you know, several news outlets, both like parent kind of like bloggers, but then also just kind of like, you know, yeah, media at large. And the uh, Gossip Girl marketing campaign took these bad reviews and plastered them on billboards and posters and buses. Amazing. And like, and like they, for example, 
the quote from the Boston Herald is like every parent's nightmare. <laughs> and it's Blake Lively getting it on with, I think, someone, no, I mean, probably Dan, some brunette man kind of in her shoulder. And then <laughs> there's this um, late, very it's saucy so late Meester photo that's like from the New York Post. And the quote is a nasty piece of work. And she's like, <laughs> Topless hooking up with a man in a pool. And it's just like, I love what they did. And actually, I remember at the time being like, I've got to watch this show. (laughs) It works. You're so right. It works. You're so right. Well, and to bring it back to Euphoria, Euphoria kind of, I mean, they got big off of of people being like, oh my God, what the fuck is this? Exactly. It's cool to watch shows that your parents are like, that's not good for you. People are like, this is so wildly inappropriate. And you're like, well, shit, I guess I gotta watch it now. You gotta see what this is about. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) It worked. Yeah. It worked so well. Um, Okay. So for my last. Oh my God. I can't wait for this. I can't believe I haven't told you guys this, but I guess we haven't watched a Taylor Moms in anything on cringe mode. In the sixth grade, I auditioned for Shiloh 3, which was a straight to VHS, you know, third installment of the Shiloh movies. Oh my God. And I lost out to what I now know is Taylor Momsen, AKA Jenny Humphreys. So if I, and that was my first audition. I was so crushed. I never auditioned for anything ever again. Could you imagine where my life would have gone had I gotten Shiloh 3? Maybe I would be Jenny Humphreys. Maybe. No, I'm just joking. I love this. You would have had the brown hair at least. Amelia would have been happier with you. I would have been less angry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah, so my life could have oh, gone in a very different direction. Damn. But shout out Taylor Momsen for getting <laughs> Shiloh 3. Wow. <laughs> and then you went on and you listened to her music. Right? I was going to say, I you love Because you talked about how you like her music. So you right, forgave yeah. her for this. I'm a forgiving person. The Pretty Reckless <laughs> is a good <laughs> good band. Um, oh, but yeah, so that great. was my wow. one shot at Hollywood. That. Thank you so and much for podcasting. sharing that. Truly, I love this. This is um, great. I love it. Okay, Kate, what do you got? I had Penn Badgley's hair, but I'm actually just going to, since I already talked about that, uh, his career is thriving. I think his career is doing the best of the three guys. I agree. Uh, I agree. Nate Chase Crawford or whatever is on mm-hmm. the boys. So he right. you know, is doing well as well. Oh. But Penn Badgley's got you. He was in all those like interviews. He had a real like internet boyfriend moment, like yeah, he about did. a year, year and a half ago where he was doing a lot of interviews and like, just like, you know, saying funny stuff or like deep stuff mm-hmm. or like whatever and really making headlines. Uh, and I just was surprised by that. I think at the time I was like, oh, I didn't see you coming out as like the heartthrob of this show. Right. But good for him. You know, mm-hmm. it's so a, right. the nice guys just got to bide their time. It's true. And it'll it's work true. out. You're so right. Agreed. That's a great Agreed. point. And he's doing it while playing a serial killer, which is amazing, honestly. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, um, Amelia. Yes. I would say best. I think people are still finding ways to source this material. Like we talked about the reboot. That stupid fucking meme that I love. Yes. That is uh-huh. the the gossip girl meme. The uh-huh. I have to pee. Go piss, girl. Why did we yep. invade Iraq? Oil, girl, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, <laughs> I just, I love that meme. It's so good. There's that gif of uh, Penn Badgley as Dan Humphreys where he's like typing on the computer and he goes, he's like, he, 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 or something. Or <laughs> just, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's I, People are still looking at this uh, we, from what we've posted already about doing this cringe mode, people like we're so yeah. excited. It's, yeah. it's really like, entered like it's nostalgia era. It yes. really has. Yeah. yeah. So definitely. it's great. Um, okay. Time to give out our MVP. Kate, you're up. Gotta go with Leighton Meester. She carried this show. She yeah. was great at being yeah. a bitch. She was so fun to watch. She uh, is fun just right off the bat in this pilot. And like, I 
don't, I mean, watching the show, you're not like necessarily rooting for her. I think mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, like Serena's like my favorite because she has the <laughs> hair and the outfits. But like, and, you know, like Blair kind of sucks. But mm-hmm. like in hindsight, Leighton Meester did a great job and was really fun. And it was an iconic character. Uh, and I wish her career did better. I hope she's happy. Cause yeah, well, I you don't see I much of her these days. Surfing in Malibu. But yeah. Oh, um, great. All right, Amelia, who's your MVP? Yeah, I also, I think you're 100% correct, Kate, with the Leighton Meester. I also love how it was later revealed that she's like a huge stoner and never really got along with Blake Lively because they're just so different, which I just, mind. but it, we never heard about it because they were good at burying it. So Professionals. Very mm-hmm. professional. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I too love Leighton Meester. Um, but I would say, I got to shout out Josh Schwartz, who developed this show from the book series and also created the OC, which is one of my favorite shows. And just great job, Josh. Thank Amazing you. Create stuff. more shows, please. Yeah, please. Yeah. Um, my MVP is Kristen Bell, who mm. is the voice of Gossip Girl. It's reported that she made over $16 million for what? just the OG. And guess what? She's the voice of the reboot Gossip Girl. Mm-hmm. Wow. So she's had an amazing career as an actress, but like this get just as like voice talent is really good and it's such a good voice it is i mean there's a reason why they brought her back it's Mm -hmm. like oh certain something you can't beat Um, it okay one lightning round question and the question is what trends and outfits like best work today that we saw in this pilot so giving my award to tall riding boots that is yeah they're stomping all around (laughs) the upper east side and then a lot of cardigans which Mm -hmm. are in again definitely I really just had so much like fall FOMO watching this. I I want to wear a sweater and it's so hot. That's funny. I want to say this pilot was a great argument for side parts. Uh, Oh, again, that, you know, this podcast is pro side part for the most part. Um, Yep. And Blake and Leighton both rocking their side parts and looking great. And you know what? It's true. They're going to come back around and team side part. uh, One of these days prevail. Mm -hmm. Um, I also love the whole like, blazer in the club energy that Blake Lively has going on here. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we talked about a while back, like the clean girl trend. And then somebody tweeted and was like, okay, you're literally just wearing a blazer in a club. And I think yes. about that all the time. <laughs> but there are several scenes in this pilot where Blake Lively has like a cool blazer on, like at a bar or something. I'm yeah. like, you're literally just wearing a blazer at the bar. Well, yeah. Uh, she's pulling it off, but it's a blazer. Everyone right. now is just wearing like trousers in the club, which is the same right. thing <laughs> to it those is. teens. Yeah, we think we're just cycled, cycled back around to the. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I That's love a blazer. So this is w- affectionately, uh, yeah, affectionate about the blazer in the club. Definitely. Um, I say I don't know if there are actual BCBG dresses going on here in the pilot, but that's what it looked like to me. I. Listen, I am not like friends with any like, high school kids because that would be weird. But um, <laughs> I so I don't know if BCBG is still a big uh, brand for school dances. But mm-hmm. back in my day, they were like every you had to get a BCBG school dance dress. And honestly, it yep. seems like we're trending towards that again. So why not? I like them. They're cute. I still have some in my closet. Like, do yeah. you? I'm yeah, so I mean, team, I I'm them, team BCBG. Yeah. That was like the thing. I remember my mom it was there before, like the most <laughs> important day of my life, which was whatever dance was like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. so I agree. Okay. Honestly, overall, the fashion aged pretty well, I thought. Mm-hmm. We hit this at the right time. Everything yeah. needs yeah. to come back. The ballet flats, the oh. yeah. tights. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
That's great. Okay, so tea time's unanswerable questions. So this is like a real nostalgia pod today. Um, and I know we've asked a lot of similar questions, but <laughs> and I've just like really been keeping my eye on like the makeup trends that are coming back mm-hmm. from our youth. And I've been seeing a lot of people start putting eyeliner on their waterline, which wow. is, you know, like right above their like mm-hmm. eyeliner oh, on the bottom no. and on the top. I remember so clearly my sister teaching me how to do this in our bathroom <laughs> um, and how to do it well and not like stab yourself and not get like <laughs> dye and ink like in your actual eyeball. But there was, there's articles published now that this is like all the rage on the red carpet. We're seeing like hmm. a lot of like really dark eyeliner on the top wow. and bottom. And so I'm curious if you guys, A, are pro this, B, if you could bring back like another makeup trend, like the big define Anastasia brows or the mm. like, you know, the more cakey, less natural, whatever. Is there one makeup trend that you wish would come back? In reference to the the eyeliner, I did really like like the tight lining on the top. You used to oh. do it where like you do it underneath your waterline on the top and it would make oh. like your eyeliner blend into your mascara and it would like it didn't look like you had eyeliner on but it was like more defined however contacts just really mess that up you can't be putting makeup inside because then like your it gets on your contact it's hard to see it irritates it it's just Mm. out if you have contacts so I have to be unfortunately anti-tight lining in any in any sense okay uh in terms of the old makeup trends I one I always really like the peachy blush like the really the kind of like not the orange but like the you know, just like coral. Yes. Kinda. Yeah. The yeah. coral, like kind of like liquid blush. I thought that was always really mm-hmm. cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also miss, I was looking at pictures of people uh, when I, ser- I searched like, you know, 2000s makeup trends. Yeah. yeah. And as a sweaty, oily girl, <laughs> listen, they were always shiny as hell. And I, <laughs> I would love to embrace that. And I think we actually have a yeah. little bit with like the skincare That's trends funny. and stuff. Like people want to be like dewy. But yeah. People are still like pretty matte in terms of like red carpets and like public appearances and stuff like that. We got to bring back just like looking like a disco ball. Like just let it just let <laughs> it happen. Good. Yeah. So good. I don't have to mattify, try to mattify my face and be blotting my nose every hour yeah. or something. Kaylee Bieber and her glazed donut is doing oh, a lot of work for yeah. you there, Kate. <laughs> it really is. Honestly, the yeah. skincare, the skincare girlies are yeah. are helping with this yeah. a lot. It's um, true. So that's that's the uh, yeah. We got to just one. get rid of the matte the matte look embrace mm-hmm. being really shiny again. Embrace the sweaty. Yeah. Millie, do you have one or do you want to ask her a question instead? I actually, I have two thoughts, if that's okay. What, thought one is I remember being in eighth grade and I had this teacher who would line her waterline. I think she did it like sometimes with black, sometimes with white. And I just remember oh, yeah. girls in my class being like, oh my God, that is so embarrassing. That is so oh disgusting. And I was like, oh, oh wow. It wasn't what? in. It wasn't in yet then. <laughs> I guess huh. not. I guess I'm it too old. It was definitely in when I was in high school. Um, okay. Well, that must, yeah. have, must have been later. It was, but I just remember being like, okay, ne- note, never do that. Um, <laughs> but I would say, do you remember the Lancome juicy tubes? Is that lip gloss? Yes. Yes. Amelia? <laughs> Yes. Those were so those? fucking sticky. They were like <laughs> the last, like you get a hair in them and you're just, you got to cut it off instead of trying to pull it out. <laughs> so I, true. It's so I'm true. I'm obsessed so right. with those. I just love the way they look. I love that they were called juicy tubes. People, they came in so many different colors. I think you can still buy them online, but I just, I don't know. There's something about these little, little glassy gla- lip glasses that I'm just like, the it's cute. It's fun. Okay. You can pull it out of your little bag. I don't know. I completely agree. They do still make them, Amelia. Only 20 oh, bucks. You can get okay. them at Sephora. But actually, if anyone's listening and has a similar glossy, shiny, but doesn't have that 
same quality that I just <laughs> yeah. referenced. I'm all ears because I love like really like glossy, glossy lip gloss, mm-hmm. but I can't, I can't go back. No, you're I right. Can't. You're so right. <laughs> so sticky. So sticky. Um, so but yeah, so wow. we're all ears if you guys have like modern day juicy yeah. tube yeah. foundations. All right. You want to ask your question? Yes. This week we have to pour one out to Fred Franzia, the creator, the innovator of Two Buck Chuck from uh, Trader Joe's, the infamous Two Buck Chuck. And also, if you were like Fred Franzia, wait, Franzia as in the boxed wine brand Franzia? Yes, he is a member of the Franzia family, but his parents sold Franzia to Coca-Cola's in mm. Coca-Cola in the 1970s. So he really didn't have anything to do with it. But he is he's from a very storied cheap wine family, which is honest, that's iconic. Um mm-hmm. so he died this week. R.I.P. Thank you, Fred, for your service. Um, and I was just wondering, do you guys have a favorite cheap wine? Do you have a favorite celebrity wine? Favorite wine in general? Like, let's talk about wine. Liz would I love would, to talk about wine. I would love to, Amelia. Thank okay, you for great. asking. Okay, do course. you not have one? Do you not have any? Uh, well, I know that you're all about natural wine these days. I so am. I know that you in particular are about this. Well, and I was also researching celebrity wines because... Mm-hmm. As we talked about with 818, we were like, we know so many celebrities have alcohol brands. It's just like they do. hidden, maybe mm-hmm. better than 818. You know, it's not like they're the face of the brand. Right. And I realized that I've been drinking Brad Pitt's Rosé, oh the my- Miraval. I, and I didn't know it was Brad yes. Pitt. And technically, Angelina Jolie's pre-divorce. They bought that estate. And then now it's like, I think right. she sold her shares last year. But right. I didn't even realize. I've been drinking... Brad Pitt wine for a while. That is so funny. So if there I was a that. favorite celebrity wine, I guess it'd be that even though I didn't know it was Brad Pitt. So I'm not saying that I like endorse Brad Pitt and his wine. Um, sure. But then favorite wine, a favorite cheap wine. So like my favorite wine is this brand called Mean Clean. I've repped it before. If any of you Mean Clean reps are out there, you know, hit me up. Yeah, but hit her up. It's, okay, so it's $18, which is more expensive than like my everyday wine, but it's a good, like you bring it to a house and you're like, I'll bring wine. And yeah. then no one gets mad because it's not like super cheap and everyone else made like a whole meal and you're just, you know, it's like a good midpoint <laughs> yeah. where you're like, I yeah. can spend a little bit more uh-huh. than like my average. I love this. Average wine. So it's a good, like bring to someone's house kind of house, you know, this type is of thing. Great. And it's orange wine. It's really good. Ooh, Ooh. that yeah. sounds delicious. Fancy. These yeah. are great recommendations. Thank you. Do you have one, Amelia? Um, you know, I am so lame and <laughs> cheap that, you know, whenever I see like a big bottle of that barefoot wine, I'm like, why not? Like this thing is barefoot was big for a while. That was, was like really was like very white cheap. girl yeah. wine in uh, yes. in college. That in was like college, the real deal. That just like, you know, stuck a straw in it and just would like go about their night and kind of <laughs> hold it. Wow. <laughs> exactly. Also, when we are, since we are talking about college, I do have to say mm-hmm. my first experience with boxed wine. Was did you guys ever have, have to play slap the bag? Yes, yes, yes. Of course. Mm-hmm. Did I you remember like, Kate Halliwell? Yeah, I just like vividly remember freshman year. I was in I, actually, mom. It was senior year uh, <laughs> in like the basement of like a party with my mm-hmm. roommates, and someone came up with this like bag of liquid, and I was like, "What yeah. is that?" And I'm sure Lo- it was Fra- probably- Franzia box it's wine. Definitely Franzia. It, of and they it were was. like, they were like slap the bag, and we were like, "I don't know what that means." And they explained That's it funny. to us and it was a formative experience. And then you uh, slapped the bag. That's and really I don't funny. really drink wine now. I don't know if it's related to that. Okay. But, uh, I mean, I do sometimes just like not at home by myself generally. 
But Liz, okay. anytime you come over, you're free to bring that orange wine. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, I will. Next time tea time gets together. Amelia, we have like seven uh, things to do with I know. you next time we have you a come long here. List. So book your next <laughs> trip. True. We're going to add true. that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I also, I do want to try, I want to try more of these celebrity wines. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to try mm-hmm. Martha's Shard, which is a Martha Stewart Chardonnay. <gasps> oh my God. That sounds fun. I trust Martha with I didn't even know she made one. I, I know. So. so. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, got a full we'll start making that. a list. Okay. A shopping <laughs> list. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for bearing through my weird list. Thank you, Kaya, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kayawo. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.